Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power. So anything that you hear in today's interview that sticks with you, write it down and start taking action because that's the way that your life is truly going to change. But today we have Anthony Trucks, who's a serial entrepreneur with one serious superpower, the power to shift with shifting times and help people start attaining their most ambitious desires as quickly as this month. He teaches people how to use the power of identity to achieve their dreams, which is why he created the shift method, a process and a company focused on helping people close their identity gaps that are responsible for the shortfalls in their potential and lack of success. He then helps them upgrade how they operate so that the hard things become easy, which means more success in all areas of life. It's time to make shifts happen. So the big question is this, how are people just like us constantly achieving new levels of success and happiness? What are their secrets? That is the big question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is John Diaz and welcome to the Give and Grow Daily Podcast. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Sorry, right. bro. I'm so excited. Uh, but with that being said, let's get off and quick. And I, and I already kind of talked about who you are and what you're going to bring to the table, but I want to get to know you a little better. So uh, what are you most grateful for right now? Uh, right this second uh, that I went to the bathroom before I got on, so I'm going to get up. <laughs> no, I am most grateful for, uh, for my family, genuinely. I'm not just saying that. It's not something that's like, oh, that feels good today. Like, no, I, I really have. I got kids that I love that are crazy and of their own right, but they're also my blood and they're, they're solid humans. I got a wife who's dope. She does an amazing <laughs> job in her career. She takes care of herself. And she actually, she's 36, almost 37, running collegiate track. Oh, yeah? She, she got her master's. She never played college sports, but in high school, she was a senior athlete of the year. And so now she's back running against these little 18-year-olds at 36 and smashing them, bro. Like Really? So, like, are you, are you giving her tips from your NFL days, or how does that work? I train them. Her and my son, they both run track, so I train both of them for the most part. Like, I, I get them, uh, essentially, I have their program written up. My degree is really? in technology, so the background oh. of me uh, is in the realm of this. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Cool, cool, perfect. And, and then what, what's the one thing that you're most excited about right now? Right now, I am excited about this book I'm writing that oh. should, uh, should, it was going to come out and launches in May. So I'm excited about that, man. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one when it comes time for the world to see that. Yeah, do we have a title or something you can share? Yeah, it's called Identity Shift, How to Upgrade How You Operate to Elevate Your Life. Well, I'm excited upgrade, not how to, just upgrade how you operate to elevate your life. Perfect, perfect. I'm definitely going to check that out. So let's oh, you go better, ahead. man. Yeah, Good. definitely. I'll hand it out. I'll have a bunch of copies to give out. There you go. Hey, I'm <laughs> all for it. I'm all for that. Perfect, perfect. So with that being said, I love to, the first part of the podcast is your story. Um, I, I identify with stories and it just, it's what keeps me in, um, what keeps what keeps me intact with a person. And I, if I understand you better, I feel like you connect better with the audience and that's how you'll be you know, you'll stay with them. So with that being said, can you tell us more about who you were before you became this identity shift expert? Uh, I was just like everybody else, man. I was a human that, you know, put my, my pants on. I still do that. Uh, when I, get time. <laughs> I poop. I still do that too. Now I was, uh, you know, before this, this came in, I was a guy living life unintentionally. I, I was intentional about what I wanted every day, but I say unintentionally because a lot of us, all of us, we're, we're being somebody in this world. We're taking actions. We're having thoughts. We're processing, we're taking environmental things in that, that create this internal processing system we run from without realizing it. And then we live an unintentional, intentional life. We're trying to do something, but don't realize how sometimes we are the thing in our way. 
Mm -hmm. uh, or how the way we respond to things or habits we put in that we think are the right ones, but aren't the right ones, how those things we're doing are consistently separating us from the place we want to be. And so before that, I was a guy that was, uh, I was, I was like Neil before the matrix, bro. I was just like, I'm, I'm in the system. I'm in the matrix and it feels good. And I was like, Oh wait, um, I didn't realize that everything I'm trying to do is sometimes counterintuitive, uh, counterproductive. And sometimes it's, uh, it's not even useful at all. Like, it's like, I'm doing this thing I think is the thing I got to do. And it's like, wait, I don't even need to do that for what I want. Right. So yeah, then I started kind of waking up to a, one, a broken life. It's one piece of it too. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I, life was great all the time. Because I genuinely had like a, a busted life, I'll call it, man. I was doing things that were causing problems and headaches. And I like to place blame outside of me. And then I started realizing like, wait, I'm, I'm the common denominator in all of my problems. And when I had this realization and I kind of tied away everything else, man, it allowed me to start uh, this new direction of, of what I call shifting my identity to become the guy you see now. Cause it's not, I think when people look at the work that I do or they hear about, it, it's like identity and that's a heavy thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it is, but here's, here's, it's not at the same time. Cause every day your identity is being crafted, whether you know it, cause the way you are being is leading to who you're becoming. And if you ask mm -hmm. any successful person, if you ask them like, Hey, who were you before you were unsuccessful? Quite like consistently people will say something around the realm or you can boil it back to, I was somebody different back then. Like they'll go like this and they'll go like, I don't even, I was, I was a different person back then. Well, that right there shows you it's a, it's not that they didn't say I had a different mindset or I had a different job or, you know, I didn't read these books back then. No, no, I was like, I was a different person. I was, I was different. And that's a humongous, like should be an alert of like, Hey guys, like everybody's already saying this. That's what's going on. Because when you are a different person, success flows, man. It's a, if a different level or failure flows, whatever yeah. you choose. But that's, that's how I look at the world I knew before I was this guy. Um, I was everybody else. So what were you trying to achieve? What were your desires at back then? Oh, man, I wanted, um, I wanted ice cream every night. For <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to joke you. It's Friday, man. I'm in a good mood. I love it. No, thank you. What I desired back then was, uh, was peace. And I think that was the one thing that when everybody looks at success, they think success is the thing that gives you, you know, it's money or it's a car. And I think the problem was I had no peace because first my success was predicated upon the world's scale and the world's scale sucks because mm. the world scale is one that's unset, always moving, always changing. It's like a moving finish line. So every time you do something you feel good about, the world tells you you shouldn't feel good about it. And it sucks. And so, man, I, I had to sit there and say, okay, this is going to be my, my base of what I believe is, you know, is success. And that was what gave me a sense of, all right, now that I know what my success is, I know what will give me peace. And so I was seeking an amount of money that wasn't millions, but an amount of money that would give me the chance to be able to spend time with my family and take trips and enjoy my life, right? I was seeking a career that I loved doing that when I got up and did it, like I find peace inside. Mm -hmm. I can put it down and go into my household and be at peace in my relationship because I manage those things well. So that stuff all takes work to create the peace, but it's not, I'm not going to sit here and say, I wanted a bunch of money with success. I want a bunch of time. Like, no, I, I want to, like today, I, I'm going to get done with my day at about three o'clock. I'm straight through just so you know, I don't have, I had one break earlier that, that I was like messaging you. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I get a break. I went and hung on my wife for like 30 minutes and came back. It's the only break I get from 7am until 3pm. Eight hour day, I get 30 minute break. And I'm on the, the calls like this, talking and, and coaching and podcasts. Dude, I love it. I'm at, awesome. I'm at such a peace right now hanging with you, dude. I just met you and I, I'm, I'm good. We're having a fun, you know, like, and that for me is beautiful. But here's the kicker. Three o'clock hits and I get to hang out with my family. I get to, I might drink up some wine today. I don't know, man. I might hang out. But there's, there's, a, there's a joy and it's, I find myself like a giddy child most 
for the day when I get off of work and I get to hang out and I get to live a life that just makes me, makes me feel full. But the beautiful thing is it fills me up so I can pour into the rest of the world. That's why like, I, just, I have the energy I have because I have it in me to give out. That's amazing. Well, so I mean, with that being said, you were talking about like, first you had that broken life and you felt like you were broken. All right. And, oh, hell yeah. all right? and, and obviously we all go through that. I feel like we all go through that shift and we mm-hmm. realize that, that we're missing something. But what was the, the final thing that pushed you over the cliff and said, hey, I need to make a change? Um, but you know what it was, is there was this moment in time where, uh, I had gone, like I, my wife and I, high school sweethearts, we were living the life and everything was good NFL. And I got out of the NFL and after I left the NFL, uh, all of a sudden I experienced life for what life is, which is not always a, the funnest thing in the world, man. And, uh, and so what happened is I'm, I'm running through life and, you know, I'm divorced. Uh, I, my kids have, you know, another guy living in my ex-wife's house. who's like helping raise my kids. And I got a girlfriend mm. that it's not their mom and it feels weird. And then I got this. Um, I got this business that I'm trying to run, but not doing a great job. Just, it was not this incredibly, yeah. yeah. I'd had some money. So like I, I had this big quarter million dollar contract I had got. So I had some time, I had money and I'm doing the fly to Bahamas and bring with me Cancun, Greece. Like, and you think on like me saying like, oh, that sounds great. No, it was not, man. It was not. In hindsight, it was some of the darkest times because I was not at peace. Mm-hmm. I was seeking this thing to fill my, my this, this existential gap I had, what Victor Frank will call it. I had no mm-hmm. meaning, man. I had no purpose. I was just floating. And I woke up. I'd gone to Russia and was presenting uh, at this uh, event uh, in Russia in 2015. And it, you know, it was this thing where I was out there. I didn't even know he spoke English. It was weird. But I was like, this air, this, imagine like a, an airplane hangar, a former Soviet airplane hangar. Okay. Of like 200 Russians. And I'm on this microphone, the big screen. They're following me around, just yelling at these people, coaching them fitness stuff. And then like, I'd met this one girl who somehow we, I didn't even have Wi-Fi, man. She somehow got my information and found me. And next thing I know, she's at the hotel and, and you know, and she's at the hotel. And, and then later on, she flies back to the States. And this is the thing is where I really settled into me. See, when I was 15, I had this moment in time when I, uh, I I'd realized like I wanted to be great. I looked myself in a mirror in my bedroom and I made sure that I was not going to make the excuse that I was this, this foster kid whose life was going to suck. So I said, Anthony, you're going to be great. Looked myself dead in my pupils. I was like, you're going to be great. And it was a big catalyst to me creating the life I have now for me getting better at football and, and getting to college, go to the NFL. And that guy, that mirror, that kid, man, he was hopeful. He was pride. He, he had this, this, this push for himself. But then this guy who woke up January 2016 and looked in the mirror was not a guy that I was proud of anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was that, that moment you're asking about was this moment where I was like, I, would, I had three kids. I have a daughter and I have two boys. And I was like, I would never want my daughter to be with a man like me. Mm-hmm. I would never want my daughter to see me like this. I would never want my sons to act like this or see me like this. I would never want my mom to know I'm doing this. Like she had passed away after a 17-year battle like three years prior to this or two years prior. And man, it was just this moment of like immense like shame. Like I was also a man of faith and I'd obviously gone far from my faith. And I was like, dude, my God would not let me into his home. And it was this like snap, snap wake up call. Like this has got, something's got to adjust, man. And I, uh, I remember I had this moment of like, all right, I'm going to find a way to figure out what in the world I'm doing because something's off. Like I am the common piece of all the stuff going on in my life. There's got to be something that adjusts. And, uh, and that was the catalyst to me figuring out how to fix my life, man. Put it by pieces back together. And you gave me, you chills. Gave me chills. That was, that was amazing. amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I know, I know it's not easy to be vulnerable, so I appreciate like, you sharing all that. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, I find that it's after a while, it doesn't, it's not so difficult, uh, mostly because I realized the, the, 
the positive that comes from it. So yeah, in the beginning, it was hard to share these things. It's not like you just go like, here's all my dirty. But like, no, at the beginning, I was like, man, it's tough. But then I realized like there is a benefit to those who are hearing it because we're not alone. I thought I was alone in feeling this way. I thought like, you know, the world couldn't see it, but the strength of me is sharing the weakest of parts of me. Hey, it's John. I want to jump here in the middle of the episode to share with you something that I'm really excited about and an answer to a question I get all the time, which is, John, how come you are so disciplined and have so much energy to get things done? But the truth is that I wasn't always like this. It was a long and hard journey, but now I'm back from the top of the mountain and I want to share the secrets with you. That's why I've put together this free live web class just for you. It's called How to Master Your Thoughts and Emotions Without Letting Fear, Doubt, or Old Habits Get in the Way, where I'll be sharing the three secrets that transformed my life and those that I coach. If you have been receiving unbelievable value from this podcast, then I highly encourage that you go sign up right now for this free class. All you have to do is go to johndiaz.com backslash webinar once again that's y-o-h-n-d-i-a-z.com backslash webinar now let's get back to today's episode so you you had that moment of realization you looked in the mirror you said something has to change right like so you go on this journey what was that aha moment for you they're like this is where I'm, this is what i'm gonna pursue this is this is how i'm gonna change my life or how I'm going to help others. Oh man. First thing was like, we have, it wasn't even a help others thing. It was first help Anthony. Right. When I, in 2011, I had a moment where like, I didn't want to be here. And I, I, you know, I drove off one night and texted my friends and family like, Hey man, just tell my kids what their father was. And like went looking for rat poison. It was a dark place. Uh, I was post football. I lost my football identity because I was out of the NFL. Now my marriage was gone. You know, the business was, was horrible. Uh, my, my parenting was, I was just in a bad place, man. I was like, if this is life after football, like after the NFL, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. This sucked. And so a buddy of mine, that moment, like, like in those times, he like sat me down. He's like, Hey, first off, never do anything stupid like that again. Secondly, he was like, uh, you know, I, when I heard what was going on, he's like, I threw up in a toilet. I thought I'd lost a hero. He's like, lost a hero. I was like, what are you talking about? Like we played high school football together. Like where you work for me at the gym. What, what, what are you talking about? He goes, well, people in this community, we, we know what you've gone through in life. He's like, we understand the, the aspect of who you've been and you've been an inspiration to a lot of people. And it was a seed that was like, oh, well, interesting. Like maybe, maybe if I'd had all this craziness happen, I accidentally did something that helped people. What if I made some more use of the crazy of my life and did something that was impactful on purpose? And, and it wasn't a time to, obviously. I'm not, it's not like, hey, a couple of days ago, I didn't want to be here. Hey guys, let me talk to you about life. <laughs> like that wasn't the case. But it planted a seed and the seed was actually watered in 2014. My mom passed away. I'd mentioned, I was like, man, I got to do something because I've been in a fog for a couple of years. And this woman, like she gave me the ability to be uh, out in the world, not being a statistic of foster care. Like I should have essentially been this guy that, that honestly, if you look at any prison in America, 75% of the inmates are former foster kids, man. Really? Uh, if you really? look at, you know, yeah, homeless population, 50 plus percent of the homeless population are former foster kids. And like less than 1% of us graduate from college. So we are not set up to do very well, like at all. And my mom loved me past that. Let alone the NFL, 0.0001% of football players. You know, the, the business, I sold my, my first business after 2018, after a decade. Like these things are not normalcy for anybody, let alone a foster kid who shouldn't be this guy. And so this was the kind of thing where I looked at, like, maybe there was some use of it. And it started this process, but it wasn't until 2016 that I was like, man, there's, I got to do something with this to fix me so I can fix other people. I got to cross some finish lines before I tell, I go back and tell you how to run the race. And so I went and crossed some finish lines, man. And 2016, the end of that year, I, after three years divorced and weird custody battles and craziness and some, you know, I mean, cops being called on some weird things, you know, nothing <laughs> physical, we got hurt, but like weird things, you know, people yelling. 
uh, I fixed my marriage, man. So I got back with my ex-wife. We have an amazing marriage now. I'd go wow. through all crazy like five times over to get here. And uh, we have kids that are happy and healthy. They're, they're incredibly at school. Like I got a business that I love. I have clients that I love. I get to do something that impacts the world in a different way. And what it does, it creates this space for me to realize like this is, I believe, what I was here for. Like I just, I honestly, it's weird. I get to do something I love to do that people love that I do. It's a rarity. Like it's not, it's not a common thing I think people get to do, but it's an amazing blessing. I do not take it for granted. And so it allows me to understand when I get up in the morning and a lot of this isn't about me. A lot of the things like people hear my story and I realize it's not my story. It's my experience, but everybody else's story. I don't know. And so when I, when God put me through these things, a lot of it was meant for me to take this experience and share it for other people in the world. Wow. That's amazing. I love how you said that my experience, other people's stories. Um, and, and just to take a second, just to, to point something out, right? Like I, like my, my dad passed away when I was six months old and that made a huge impact in my life. Right. And Mm -hmm. obviously you, you understand the feeling, right? Being a foster kid, but Mm -hmm being able to go back and fix your marriage and, and what that's probably going to do for your kids. And, and now you're coaching them, you know, whether it's in track or whatever it is that you're there physically, emotionally, and spiritually, like, dude, major thumbs up. Like, like, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so, I mean, with that being said, so that, that kind of became the thing, like you understood your, your experience was, was other people's stories and how you can help them. So what's been, what's been the biggest accomplishment that you've had and who have you become on this journey? Man, so the biggest accomplishment I think is the, uh, it is the aspect of getting my family back together, man. That's a That's huge awesome. piece of it. Without, without that, like nothing else joy, really matters. Man. You know, it's, it's part of its joy, but it's, it's giving you a reason because you can have all the money in the world, uh, but it, money's a facilitator, man. Without, without having a base of, of people to celebrate it with or a reason to even have it be, you know, part of your life. None of it, none of it matters, man. That's, that's the, the thing that allows me to feel like I've, I've got the most accomplished because I mean, all the things I do here, like it, it's really cool. Yeah. It's amazingly cool. But like, if I go in the house and I'm by myself with money and a beer and, and, you know, like it's, it's just not a place that I, I feel comfortable being. <laughs> and so uh, for me, like, that's the thing I could have easily been that guy or had the, you know, none that against blended families, but I don't want some other dude raising my kids if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't want some other woman raising my kids besides my wife if I didn't have to. Like, I want that unit. That's, I, you know, I believe we needed to have. But it wasn't even like why I got back at my ex-wife. I also, I also wanted to have an amazing relationship and I have that. And it took a lot to get here. But dude, like it's sometimes the darkest past leads to the brightest end results. Like you got to go walk down that weird hole and then all of a sudden it comes out and you're deeply bonded and it's just cool. And mm-hmm. Man, some of the best relationships of people in the world are those who go through dirt and come out the backside. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. amazing, dude. You are killing it. I love everything you're saying. Um, so this part of the podcast, we get into your teaching and, and teaching us stuff, right? So I love that you're helping people achieve more, right? They're kind of fed up with the traditional school setting and how can they achieve more? What are yeah. three to five takeaways that you can give us that like we can start doing? Uh, to achieve more, you can start yeah. doing, man, uh, a couple of things. One, uh, you can take a look at your, your circle. I think that we always say this, look at the circle, man. Here's the two parts of the circle that are interesting, though. The circle is, is get rid of some people because some people just don't serve you, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's hard to get rid of them because what happens is we remove the circle, but we are humans that need to be accepted somewhere. So when you remove that circle and don't have a new one, it's scary. It's why we, we postpone removing people from the circle. But the problem is, is we need to be in a higher level circle but you can't be in two circles at one time. Like you can't, you can't spread the mm. energy. There's only space in life for one kind of setting of humans. 
And so it's, it's scary because you're going to be in this limbo for a bit of like, I don't have any people, but it creates this, uh, this hole that needs to be filled and it gives you the, the, in, the kind of motivation you need to enter into the next circle. But the problem is the next circle is scary because you're going to try to be around people who are at a higher level that you don't feel like you belong with just yet. And it's okay. It's part of the process, but you'd find that people are successful in a certain level where you want to be. They want other people to come up, but they want to see the world be better. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you ask to be part of that group without feeling like you belong there get in and do the things that make you belong there. It's first piece, find a cool circle. Uh, second okay, piece. Let me stop you there. Cause I think that was huge. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. And um, I know I've felt it right. Cause usually what we like to do as humans is feel like we're the, the most important or the most interesting person in the room or the person <laughs> with the most knowledge. Right. Yeah, we do. But then we cap ourselves. Right. Cause then we're not learning from anyone else in the room. So how did you yeah. go about one ending one circle and two finding the next circle? Oh, well, I realize that's part of my, the job. Football did that to me, man. From high school, you're the king to college, or you suck. You're nobody. You're just plebe freshman. And then you climb the ranks of that, and you're like, all right, cool. I'm 20-some years old, man. I'm, I'm going to go to the NFL. I was the count on billboards in college, and I go to the NFL. You suck. You know, it's like, because I wasn't this highly drafted guy. So the journey of my life naturally taught me, like, oh, that's, that's the process. That's the path to being better. So mm. I just learned it inherently by going through what I had to go through and realizing like, hey, the, the part of my journey is going to be me starting something sucking. But then over time, you get better because you have time to get better. And that's why I managed to find myself in new circles with better athletes and you just you rise to the occasion, man. And how, how did you find the new circles, right? So like in... in oh, not you go out there and find them? Oh, you, got, you, got, you know where they're at. Let's be honest. People know where they're at. You, 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 look, you watch the people. You, you look at them already. And, and what happens, you just go find it. And then you have to, if it's like the business world, you invest in it, man. You got to... Sometimes you got to pay to play. People are like, well, why you got to pay money? Because it costs for education. Colleges can charge. So why, why can't somebody charge if you have access to education? You yeah. got to invest. Because if, if you don't put some skin in the game, you don't get in the game, man. It's... It's this thing is like, you need to have some skin of the game, some investments that you actually do the work to return. My most successful clients are the ones that pay me the most. Mm-hmm. It's not because I need to be, you know, paid high. Like I, I, I do a great job. So it's value to them. Don't get me wrong. But when they're paying a good amount of money, they're in a level where it's like, all right, I, uh, I'm showing up to these calls. I'm doing this work. Right. Mm-hmm. And guess what they get? The result. Yeah. If I gave someone the exact same information, but they only paid you know, 500 bucks versus like, say, $5,000, it's a vast difference of what the result's going to be. Same information. The only difference is what they apply. Because, you know, it's 500 bucks. Oh, it's so cool. I can lose it. No big deal. 5,000, I'm showing up. And get this yeah. done. Where are we at? Where are we? And we move. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, we're good. So it's a big piece. Find the group and then invest in it. Yeah, I've seen that what you just mentioned with like family members, right? Like you can charge people and they come in and they do the work and you yeah. try to give the same thing to family members and they won't show up for the call. Like it's free. So they, they, they don't, they don't value it. I agree. I agree. Perfect. Cool. So let's get in the last one. It's a little lightning round and our favorite quote. Favorite quote. There are two types of people in this world. There are those that work and those that watch them at work. Oh. I don't mind the audience. Perfect. And then the book that's made the biggest impact in your life and why? Uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I was not a reader back then, but when I read it, it gave me a chance to kind of decode my brain a little bit and understand how people work. And it gave me a great kind of set of tools to progress on to the next stages. Sharpen that axe. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, last one. If Knowing everything that you know now, what advice would you go back and give yourself um, at the beginning of the, of the journey? Uh, man, you're never going to fail. You're going to learn always like always. Yes. You're going to, I mean, it's going to suck. It's going to, you know, but you're never going to like a fa- to fail and to be a failure are two different things that we sometimes stick 
stick together. And so, yeah, when you failed, you weren't a failure. You just failed to learn lessons. You can go forth and fail less the next time. Perfect. Well, Anthony, thank you so much. What's the, where can we find you? What can you share with us? Uh, you can easily, man. You can find me at uh, anthonytrucks.com or at anthonytrucks uh, on Instagram. Go to, uh, if you go to anthonytrucks.com, take the quiz on the page and find out where you're starting with your identity and how it ties to your success. Perfect. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Anthony. It was amazing. Oh. I took a bunch of notes and I um, can't Ooh. wait to, to share this. Very welcome, my man. All right, Decision Makers, that was such an amazing episode with Anthony Trucks and telling us about our identity shift. And that was amazing. And I just these are the top three takeaways that I took from it that I want to make sure that you um, that you hear. Right, so that you start taking action. Right. Kind of how we talked. Right? Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential potential power. So once you start taking action that your life is going to change. So the first three things. Right. And these are questions that you can ask yourself to start making act and you start taking action is are you proud of the person you see in the mirror? Right. And that's that's such a deep one. And I love taking that from Anthony is just look in the mirror and, and just think about when you were younger. Right. If 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 your 13 year old self met yourself right now, would they be proud of the person they've become? Right. And it's just kind of having that starting point right question number two that i thought was awesome and amazing to just think of is what circle do you need to get out of right we talked about having uh those two inner circles right the inner circle so think about that what inner circle do you need to get out of in order to to become the person that you want to right and question number three right is what circle do you need to get into right so it's understanding where you are right now and moving on to the next phase of your life who what circle what kind of people do you need to surround yourself with so i thought that was amazing i hope you guys enjoyed that as much as i did and just remember go to anthonytrucks.com and fill out the free survey to see where you are where you're starting your identity right and and how it relates to your success thank you so much for tuning in I don't take your time lightly, and I appreciate that you made the decision to listen to the podcast today. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the show. And finally, please take a minute to rate and review the podcast. Once again, thank you for listening. And remember, you are a decision maker, and you are just confidence away.